Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. Following the link in the show notes lets Buzzsprout know we sent you, gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan, and helps support our show. I am so glad that I found Buzzsprout and was lucky enough to start with them. They've been so instrumental in helping me grow That Girl the Podcast. I love that I can look at my stats anytime, anywhere, and know exactly how I'm doing. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. And the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Chapter 1. Work-Life Balance I'm down on the ground holding a powder puff in one hand and hanging on to a makeup chair for balance in the other. A blonde, Amazon-like actress towers over my body in gigantic studded black heels with nothing but a black lace bra and panties on. I squirt more tan makeup onto the puff I'm holding and smear it in long strokes down her calves and over the top of her feet, making sure to get in between each toe and around her heels. While most people never tan in between their toes or on the sides of their feet, naturally, there's nothing natural about what I'm doing. She shifts her weight from one foot to the other, causing me to lose balance and lets out a loud, annoyed sigh. She's not enjoying this? Oh, I'm sorry. Neither am I. I make my way up to her panty line, an area I used to tread lightly around, but recently have become numb to and hand her a razor. Here. You have some hairs. She looks down at herself, shocked, takes the razor, and starts shaving her slightly overgrown stubble. She finishes and hands it back to me to throw away. She can't be bothered with throwing it into the trash herself, which is only a foot away from her. She pulls her breasts up so they flood over the cups of her bra and poses in the mirror as I slap more makeup onto her stomach. That's cold, she whines. I know it is. There was once a time I actually cared about your comfort and the temperature of the makeup I'd be applying all over your skin. There was also a time when I still felt feelings and tried to maintain professionalism at work. But those days are all but a memory now. I don't give a shit about you or my job anymore. When I finally finish covering her body in makeup as well as shading in her cleavage and drawing on her abs, she looks at herself in the mirror to inspect. She fluffs her hair gives the model duck pout, tells her own reflection, thanks, and walks away. This is the business of beauty, and it ain't pretty. It's Monday fun day, except it's not at all fun because I'm at work, and work has never been fun unless I'm drinking, and that only happens in the afternoons. I see Lexi and Danny in the hair room. Lexi is styling Danny's hair for her first scene, while Danny stares blankly down at her phone. I lie down helplessly in a chair and begin to nurse my morning coffee and tell them about my night. I'm hungover again from seeing a band play the night before with some music execs I know. Once I had dreams of those execs caring about my fledgling music career, but they turned out to like my ass more than any talent I have as a songwriter. So now I go for no other reasons than to give me an excuse to drink. 
Nothing tastes better than drinking with semi-friends in a dark, crowded room watching some indie band play. Unfortunately, just admitting this makes me think I've become a social alcoholic. Or maybe just an alcoholic. I'm not sure anymore. I look into the mirror and see my sallow face and puffy eyes stare back. I don't remember half of last night. I've really got to stop drinking, I say defeated. We all do, Lexi says, pushing her hair back nervously. I love drunk Lexi, Danny says, smiling deceitfully at her. Danny comes close and starts inspecting her face in the mirror. She pushes and pulls at her skin. Do you think if they lit me right, they could completely block out my nose on camera? She says, covering her nose with a powder puff. Lexi and I look at her confused. This isn't Instagram. They can't facetune out your nose, Lexi says. I tell the girls how I spent the majority of my night making out with the drummer of the band. Drummers are awesome in bed, and I should know. Most of my ex-boyfriends happen to hit things for a living. Things didn't get too far with little drummer boy, though. We made out in a corner at some bar where the hipsters are huge and the men are not, I later found out. Lexi interrupts my morning briefing. That's why I don't want to wait three months to sleep with the guy. What if after all of that they just have a two-inch dick? Danny looks up at her confused. Who waits three months for anything? I look at her and kid. You're so shallow. I say, holding my coffee close to my bottom lip, ready for its glorious nectar. Lexi places her hand lightly on her pelvis. I may be shallow, but my vagina is deep. She winks at me. If anyone deserves a happy ending, it's you, Lexi, I say. She smiles, brushing it off. The sting of why that hasn't happened yet sits just under the surface, but she's far too optimistic to let it show completely. She tries to change the subject. Besides the drummer, any other potential guys last night? Nah, just Ryan. I love Ryan! Why don't you try it again with him? You're perfect in pictures together, Lexi dreams out loud. I can't even go there, Lex, I say. Ryan looks like a model, she tries again. I sigh. <sighs> it's too bad. I totally have the most beautiful multiracial baby with him one day. They'd be super talented and really tall and lanky, like a little model. Yes, and dumb like a model, Danny says. That's not fair. Not all models are dumb, Lexi says. Not all girl models are dumb. Male models are dumb. I have never met a smart male model in my entire life. Danny says. I feel like I've met at least one, I say, thinking about it. No, you haven't, Danny says bluntly. Male models don't have to be smart. Plus, they look better with age. That's why girl models have to be smart. They need a backup plan when their nose collapses from too much cocaine. We all give a collective sigh and stare blankly at each other knowingly. After a brief pause, Lexi, what's going on with that bartender guy? I ask. Yeah, I mean, we're talking, she says hesitantly. Ugh, why? Danny grimaces. I thought that was done weeks ago. Lexi shifts uneasily. I thought I'd hold off a little longer. He's calling me all the time and seems really interested. Drop him, Danny says seriously. Why keep it going? It's never going to lead to what you want. I can't now. I'm finally having sex on a regular basis and honestly... It's better than being alone every night, she complains. These are our choices? Being alone or being with an emotionally unavailable actor slash bartender? Fuck our lives. I say, pushing my hair back tightly away from my face in a show of disapproval. 
I gotta get to set, Danny says and gets up from the chair she's in. Lexi backs up, not completely done with her hair, but lets her leave anyway. Lexi, Danny, and I work on a telenovela soap opera together. That's how I met them. Danny is lucky enough to be talent, and Lexi and I are the hired help, or better known as hair and makeup. If there's one thing I learned quickly when I started working as a makeup artist, it's that you are never the celebrity. You are the makeup artist, and they are the talent, and that's that, and they will never, never be your friend. Over the years, makeup has become this trendy profession to get into. There are schools pumping out overinflated egomaniacs that think they're the celebrities instead of the ones they're working on. They haven't learned yet that actors will pretend to be your friend because they're narcissists, but they will never love you. They will only want you to love them just as much as they love themselves. The day you become friends with an actor is the day you start believing you're on their level, and let me make this very clear. You are not. Makeup artists are often referred to as the glam squad, even though this job is far from glamorous. In the hierarchy of crew, makeup is somewhere around the level of handmaiden. You'll begin to despise makeup so much that you'll stop wearing it yourself. You'll stop caring about how you look because no one's looking at you. Or, if you look too good, the talent will have you fired. So you dress like a 13-year-old boy with your hoodie on and a baseball cap every day and hope you don't piss off some insecure actress. Hanging out in the makeup room can be deceiving when the actors have no one else to talk to but you. You can start to believe they like you, then maybe you even have a connection. But you don't. They would have you fired in a heartbeat if you did one thing wrong, even if they made that one thing up, and they will make things up. If you manage to become a, quote, celebrity makeup artist, note, we are all that because we work on celebrities, duh. And you either become an Instagram famous makeup artist or have brown nosed your way in with some A-list actor and are their personal, it's only because you had to eat shit and deal with crazy, unthinkable demands and unthinkable conditions with unthinkable actors for years. These celebrity makeup artists somewhere along the line got smart enough to find a way out. They created a makeup line or came out with hair extensions and it took off. How many people has this really happened to? Bobby Brown and the guy who did hair for Jessica Simpson? If you're getting into this business to be recognized, you've definitely picked the wrong one. The makeup room is buzzing with extra people today for a bunch of group scenes, so I may actually be busy for once. As a body makeup artist, the lowest of the low in makeup, I usually only do a few people a day. But I spend most of my time reading, discussing the news with whoever is smart enough to care about the world, and talk with the actors if they feel like talking to me. One of our leading ladies bursts through the door and throws her hands up. The white silk robe she's wearing floats over her very lean tan body as she announces to the room, I'm getting married today! The room stops and stares at her. She puts her hand to her heart, and I swear, a tiny tear falls down her left cheek, her good eye, the one she's trained to do just that. Are you ready to get into makeup? One of our makeup artists asks her unamused. She pants softly. She's getting married today. On the show. These people are certifiable. I slouch down deeper into my boyfriend jeans that have never belonged to a boyfriend, my white v-neck t-shirt, and my beat-up baseball cap from college. Go USC! 
hoping I can hide my puffy face from everyone and become truly invisible, which I swear I am here. Only a few people know that I'm in music, much less that I even write or play anything musical. Most of them think I just go out at night a lot to see bands and party. They also think I'm about 23 because I look so young, even though I'm 32. Not that they would care to even ask me how old I am, or to learn my name. Just as I think I might be getting away with my disappearing act, my boss Lorena bends down and with her incredibly thick Latin accent whispers into my ear, Good morning. I jump up in my seat startled. I look around at her horrified as she continues to stare at me deadpan and motionless. I can never tell what she wants from me. It's like she has a secret that she's holding close to her chest for just the right time to destroy me. She takes a long breath in. We have a day player today who has some tattoos. She begins to rattle off. The tattoos won't be shown because his clothes will be covering them, and he'll just be wandering in the background, so he most likely won't be seen. But just in case, could you cover them? Loretta has been working on this show for years, and likes to remind us of that every day. She tried being an actress earlier in her life, and had a little bit of success, enough to make her feel that she holds a special bond with our actors. But most of them just roll their eyes at her and walk away. She, of course, is completely oblivious to this. Sometimes I wonder if my boss was actually somewhat normal once upon a time ago, back when she had dreams and goals, in a time before she was swallowed up into the vortex that is this place and gave up any hope of getting out and being happy. She may have started off with excitement about this job, but since then has sunk down into her weird, brooding, passive-aggressive manner that no one can really figure out. I look back up at her. If the tattoo isn't going to be shown and the actor is only in the background for the day, do you really think I need to cover it? She sniffs the air and makes a face. Are you drunk? She asks, backing up a step. I think she's scared of fun and I smell like all kinds of it. I nervously deny that I am, even though my hair smells of cigarettes and my skin is oozing whiskey. I can't tell if she buys it or not. In an attempt to get away from her and possibly a drinking problem, I get up and tell her I'm going to cover the tattoo anyway and walk away giving her exactly what she wants, to be right. After I finish our glorified extra and cover his obnoxious tattoo-covered body, not excluding eagles, gang symbols, and a cat, just for fun, I guess, I look around for a window as an escape like I do every day. Because there is no natural light and because half of the studio is underground, it can seem like you're being held inside some kind of a prison. The studio is also conveniently located on top of a methane gas reserve, which causes you to feel sleepy, hungry, and loopy after being in the building for only a couple of hours. There are actual alarms that will go off when the gas becomes dangerous. Someone always just hits the alarm button when that happens to rearm it we continue working. If I die in five years, you'll know why. I watch one of our newer actors walk by and smile sweetly at me. I smile back to her, knowing this kind gesture will only last for so long. Just like any show, we get new actors from time to time. If they haven't been shuffled from another show, they're probably brand new to working in TV, which makes them even worse. In the beginning, they come in bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. They're generous and sweet. They listen to you when you talk to them. They don't talk on their cell phone when you're doing their makeup. They're respectful. They're really quite lovely. 
then somewhere around year two, they change. Like clockwork, the second year arrives and they realize they're trapped like the rest of us. They can't stand their storyline, wardrobe, makeup, lack of craft service, and they feel entitled to work on something primetime, if only in English. They stop listening to you or caring about anything you tell them. They talk incessantly on their phone while you're trying to put bronzer on them. If they stay on the show long enough to have babies, you'd better believe one day they're going to whip out a breast and start breastfeeding in your chair while talking on the phone, still not listening to you. Nothing makes you question your own life choices more than hearing a breast pump hum while you're trying to put body makeup on someone's boobs. The day passes slowly at work. I forget what day of the week it is as each hour blends into the next and each day into the next one. I'm exhausted from sitting around doing nothing. I spend most of the day bullshitting with Danny and Lexi, and then later sneaking some wine in on our meal break around 6pm. When I'm finally released, I walk disoriented from the gas, wine, and pure delirium through the parking lot to my car. I hear my phone ding with a text message somewhere in the depths of my purse. I try reaching for it, but instead poke my hand against something sharp and then into something that feels gooey. I finally find my phone, covered in lip gloss and hair, and look down to see a text from Ryan. I've been summoned by a little drummer boy to come. His band is playing again tonight, and if I'm lucky, maybe I will this time. Hey guys, did you know that for $5 a month, you can help support That Girl the Podcast on our new Patreon page? You'll get access to bonus podcast episodes only seen on Patreon, bonus footage on current episodes, Q&As, and everyone's favorite, loopers and so much more because that girl doesn't have sponsors you'd be our sponsor with five dollars a month you can help me keep making the podcast to sign up go to patreon.com forward slash that girl the podcast